0: Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 156. Welcome back, Adamantimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I've just kind of gotten myself calm back down after that first Canada World Cup game. I got a workout in first, and then I came into my studio here to do this intro. And of course, by studio, I mean my walk-in closet. But yes, I feel proud and disappointed at the same time by that first game. If you're following the World Cup... Canada had their first World Cup game in 36 years, the first time I've ever gotten to watch Canada in a World Cup. And their first game was against the second-ranked country in the world, Belgium, and they played better than Belgium. They played better, but they lost. Uh, they lost 1-0, which felt like a tough loss to swallow in the end because they weren't expected to go out there and beat Belgium, but they were the better team. The game plan was right, but they, um, they just couldn't finish. They couldn't score a goal. Of course the the missed penalty was heartbreaking so i feel i feel proud of course because i like i said at the beginning of last episode i'm proud no matter what happens of what this team has achieved already and to go out there and take the game to to belgium who have some of the best players in the world play for some of the most professional teams in the world and to go out there and prove that they belong um, in this tournament amongst the the best teams in the world So I am very, very proud. It does feel disappointing because it feels like a missed opportunity, you know, but I'm still very, very proud. No one expected that of us today. Belgium's got a lot of work to do because they did not look like a championship team today, Um, but I am very proud and it's far from over. It's far from over. Still two games left to go against Croatia and Morocco. It does put a little bit more pressure on us now, but uh, I believe we can do it. My apologies for the uh, the music fans out there that are not sports fans or soccer fans that are listening right now. I grew up on soccer, and so I am World Cup obsessed. I try and best clear my schedule of responsibility when the World Cup is on, and I just have it running while I work. So there's hardly a game that I miss. But let's move on to today's episode. The reason why you tuned in today. We have a really awesome episode queued up for you today. One of the best Canadian bands of recent years. I'm talking about the Blue Stones. They're a two piece band out of Windsor and they've been making some of the best rock and roll music in the past couple of years. They have a brand new album that just came out in August. It's called Pretty Monster. And I sat down with Tarek Jafar and Justin Tessier ahead of their show at the Danforth Music Hall here in Toronto. Uh, We met up in their tour bus. Which is always a fun experience for me and a cool hang. It was kind of a bit of a death trap though because they've put a bike lane in on the Danforth now so every time you come in and out of the tour bus you have to make sure you don't decapitate a bunch of bikers with the door. And they put on a fantastic show. They are an excellent live band. I definitely recommend you check them out. I think that this tour is just ending at the moment but I'm sure you'll be able to check them out again soon. If you are new to the Blue Stones, then we are going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment, which is when I pick out five of my favorite songs that you could check out before or after the interview. And I often like to start this off with something new. So from that brand new album, Pretty Monster, I'm going to recommend the song Don't Miss. And then my personal favorite song from the album is one called Good Ideas. And then from their previous album that came out just last year, it's called Hidden Gems, I'm going to recommend the song "Shaken Off The Rust. And then my personal favorite song of the Bluestones, it's called One By One. And then going back to their 2018 debut album that's called Black Holes, I recommend the song Black Holes Solid Ground. And that's it. Now, if you're a Bluestones fan, I imagine that you obviously know those songs already, but I want to thank you for tuning in today. If it's your first time listening to the Adamantium podcast, first of all, thank you so much for checking us out. We hope that you will tune in again someday. We've got lots of awesome bands on this podcast. We've got a pretty big catalog now that you could go back through. With plenty more on the horizon, there is no plan to slow down. Uh, In fact, things have really been picking up with people being more comfortable to do in-person interviews again after the pandemic. And so please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcast. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We are on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. And that's it. So let's get right into today's episode with Tarek and Justin of the Blue Stones right here on episode 156 of the Adamantium podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Be safe. Enjoy the World Cup. And you will hear from me again very soon. So we're here with uh, Tarek and Justin from the Bluestones. Thank you guys again for for joining me today. Thanks for being here. Uh, Sweet show tonight in 4th Music Hall. One of the best venues in Toronto. I'm sure you've been here before. Funny enough, we have not. We have not. not no, not no. even. Not, really, not even ever I heard. Think a show. There was a no. you, we, So we... you've never even been inside. Correct. No. Oh, I, we were gonna go see Gary Clark Jr. here one time. I oh was yeah. Sick actually. Uh, but I don't know why
1: we didn't. Have There's been a million here. shows yeah. that
2: I've like wanted to go to, and then like you know last minute we get a date booked. Right and now I can't come in for the show. Yeah, exactly. So I've always wanted to to even just see a show here so for the first yeah. time to be playing is pretty sweet that is sweet acoustics yeah. are amazing
0: in here yeah. yeah of like i think of any club venue club size theater size venue i think this is like yeah. the best spot okay. great um like i think you guys played history earlier this yes, year right, right? yeah, yeah. that kind of yeah history is great yeah. you know for <laughs> yeah. like it kind of fills that vo- that spot between like bigger than a club not as big as an arena. Exactly. Like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it yeah. took, I think it took a few shows from here, but mostly it took from Rebel, which yeah. everyone's pretty okay with. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's, one, that's one we've never played either. That's okay. I always okay. forget about it. I yeah, mean, it's I'm so like, it's almost like not even in the city.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah it's in a way. Yeah. So uh, but anyways, uh, you guys just released the third album, Pretty Monster, um, which is awesome. I mean, the last couple albums, like... Just been stellar. In Thanks, my man. Opinion. Thanks yeah. You too, um, tell me, for you guys, does much change from album to album as far as as, as creating and recording? Um, do you guys have a process?
1: Yeah, so I think as far as changes, I did more writing sessions with people, which I was kind of against for a long time because I always assumed that a writing session was like you walk in and you know a group of five people write a song for you and they're mm-hmm. like, there you go, see you later. But it's it couldn't be further from the truth. Like, a good writing session should be somebody supporting your writing process, which is exactly what I experienced with, like, Kevin Hissink and Drew Falk. Um, going in there, being creative, they have instruments out there for you to try, and then, like, just kind of guide you in certain ways. Like, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Why don't you write a song from a lyrical perspective first? Um, so just try to flip your writing process on that. So it was great. I had some really great content for that that made it onto the album aside from that though like pretty standard writing process for us usually i write you know a batch of 20 to 30 songs mm-hmm. send it over to justin he kind of like filters through them as like what he likes what he thinks he can really contribute to and what he thinks is going to be great live then we whittle it down to maybe 15 to 20 okay and then from that point we kind of show you know trusted ears in our circle like what right. do you think of these songs and that helps it bring it down obviously with the producer's help as well right um and that was another difference this album was we worked with Joe Ciccarelli who's you know just a celebrated Mm -hmm. producer like you know multi Grammy winning producer and sound engineer which you know he he really contributed to the sound of the album okay do you
0: how then do you decide you were saying like you kind of dwindled how then because some of the singles were released almost a year in advance of the album and stuff how do you decide are those already kind of written and how do you decide what's going to be released then Mm -hmm. or this is kind of a good lead up to the album
1: or like, how do we pick and choose which ones come out?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you always think about, like, single being... I don't know, I feel like we are different than a lot of artists where, like, we we kind of understand once we have the songs, yeah. like, now how do we go best to market them? Right. And I think the key of... You'll have a lot of artists that like can't step out of like the artist mindset and then there's a lot of artists who are like stuck in the marketing mm-hmm. mindset, like even in the studio, like right. we gotta add this because I know this is gonna get added to radio if mm-hmm. we if we add this right. or like this is gonna get us playlisted. Mm-hmm. We take the approach of like when we're in the studio, we just make the best song that we can make. Then when we have it, we're like, now we have all of these songs, how do we best get them out mm-hmm. to the world? Right? So we're not like changing the song for promotion right. but we're, we're using what we can to promote it the best that we can so what we do usually is we're like single first single has to be like instantly catchy instantly right. hooky so what's the best song for that and for the for this record it was don't miss it has mm-hmm. just has that instant hook in the yeah. chorus um and we know that that's going to be the lead and then we kind of choose the best song as like the main single gotcha. which
0: for this one is what's it take to be happy I guess like that? you mentioned something interesting I guess like it would be kind of the curse of uh, having a massive radio hit is trying to recreate that successfully yeah. or having yeah. in your mindset how do we get that again rather exactly. than yeah. just making what you make Right. and what got you there in the first place yep. yeah exactly um, the title itself is basic it's an oxymoron a pretty monster mm. is how does that how does that subject kind of play into the the album was that Intentional?
1: Yeah, it, it was. You know, we were kind of messing around with concepts when we first started. Not that this is a concept album in any shape right, or right. form, but it's just this whole idea of, like, you know, we kind of looked at ourselves and our show as kind of, like, this pretty monster in itself where it's, like, you know, it looks nice and it's put together. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we, we we put a lot of effort into our image and, like, how we come across audiences, but the music is raw and real and loud and in your face, and it's, like, this sort of duality of, like, it's... A monster, but right. it's captured in this sort of pretty exterior, and sometimes I feel like that way personally. Okay, not oh, yeah. to call myself pretty, right? But in a way, just kind of like you know, I feel like everybody in a way has this like sort of brooding beast inside of them mm-hmm. that they have to keep caged in sometimes. And this album is sort of an example of how to let it out at the right gotcha. parts, cool. Um, lyrically and sonically. Um, sorry, did you want something to add? No, yeah, no, no, about... um,
0: the. Um, personally, my favorite song off Pretty Monster is the song "Good Ideas," mm. and I love. Nice, to, I love I, to hear that. I love the groove uh, okay. that's in it, and I, I kind of love how it starts with the chorus, yep. and then builds, and it kind of, to me, it kind of builds like this. Uh, whoever the subject is of the song, kind of, almost digs himself deeper and deeper mm-hmm. um for this song specifically what did the did the groove come first did the
1: melody come first or did the lyrics come first uh, it was the it was the groove that came first for sure right and that was actually a, one of those songs which i was just kind of messing around on the guitar with drew folk and we we kind of had this sort of you know i was playing like a almost like an arpeggiated sort of guitar yeah riff and it had this sort of minor key to it you know it was a little depressing in a way. Yeah. Um, but the groove came first and then everything else came naturally. You know we tried like just a placeholder sample which I think Justin's drums like, blew it out of the water. Um, but we had a placeholder sample there that was a little bit more hip hop hip hop influence right which then I believe influenced gotcha. Justin's approach to the drums on that song. Mm. Um, and then the vocals just flowed, and that's how you know it's a good song. Like, right. When I can ideate vocal ideas, Easily, mm-hmm. that's how you know it's it's a good song. Like if the melody comes natural to you, um, and it was also kind of inspired by. There's a Glass Animal song that they. Oh, what is the Glass Animal song? It's like the biggest one. Oh, that yeah. keep freaking me out. What? The... No, it's like the. I know the one. Na-na-tons. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Waves. 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 Yeah, yeah I yeah. think. Yeah. that's yeah. It. So. Because when we were in the writing session, I was like, oh, it's just weird that this song doesn't really go anywhere as far as, like, a bridge or right. a key change. But then we listened to that Glass Animals song, and we were like, this song is just straight through. Right. Because, like, if you capture a good vibe, just keep it Just going. roll with it, yeah. So that was how that song came That song, song
0: was... Uh I guess what year did that? Was it twenty nineteen or twenty twenty? Yes, it was on like my it was my top played song <laughs> yeah. on Spotify, Yeah. and not even like, by, it was just on every playlist that yeah. I was picking. It Man, was on because it fit into so many genres. That I think it's their biggest song. I'm pretty sure for it's sure. Yeah, it songs. would be. It is. But yeah, like, yeah. it was just it was my top like by a lot too because it was in every playlist. <laughs>
1: and kudos to them. So yeah, yeah like, definitely inspired in part by Glass Animals, which is great. Um, but then yeah, lyrically, obviously, it's about that sort of rut that you hit as a creator, right. just kind of like. You know, you don't think your ideas are good anymore. You think you're too old to be doing this, and it's just yeah.
0: Did well because there was a line in that. Um, there was a line in that I picked out, but there is a part of it that that you kind of. Part of it reminded me to like how. I felt and I think a lot of people felt during the pandemic yeah. about just being stuck where you are and mm-hmm. not being able to find inspiration
1: was yeah. it kind of inspired that way too because it was written yeah. in that time like yeah usually for sure yeah. it was definitely about that like you know you're stuck you get the same four walls around you every single day and it yeah. just sort of like weighs on your creativity and like well that was the one I picked out here was and if these walls
0: could speak it'd be it'd be silence louder than my ears could take yeah yeah and that's and basically just,
1: because they would have nothing, nothing to say because yeah. it's the same thing every, yeah. every single day right so yeah interesting um,
0: one of the the videos that you guys put out for one shaken off the rust was uh I mean a lot of songs that put in the charts but number one on the rock charts but the <laughs> yeah. video yeah. I love the video with yeah. the, and one thing I was interested in when I was watching it was I was like I wonder if this was part of the concept when you're making it do you think this is a way that we might consume live music at yeah. some point
2: yeah i kind of hope so it's so much easier than
0: touring i, I like I hope,
2: <laughs> I, it's funny right. because like people are like oh like this is gonna ruin touring and there's like all these musicians are like worried about it right. I'm, so like, sorry one sec so as a background touring. for
0: those listening in the video you put on like a vr headset and then you're in the concert basically yes.
2: right. yeah right and that was it was funny because we released that i mean we released the single for "Shaken off the us in october of 2019 yeah and then, so like March 2020, people were like, "Whoa, the Blue Stones predicted the yeah, future!" Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. it it concerts, really yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it was actually really funny. Um, but I, I kind of hope for like in the future there's a hybrid, right? Where it's like it's easy and cheap to do these like virtual reality concerts. Right. They, they gotta like the key is like the technology has to go way further. Hey, bud. We're just doing an interview. Oh no. <laughs> awesome. You just get what you need. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, it would be like nice to have like a cheap option where it sounds good and it feels like you're kind of there, but yeah. then also still like do the in-person tours. That's a very natural yeah. and organic. You know, you're never gonna be able to beat that, like right? I just hope they can live side by side. Well, you the, know?
0: I was at first. I was like, you know, nothing beats the live music experience, being in the room with the band and the sweaty crowd and whatever. Yes. But one. For us, an example I thought it would be really cool. I don't know if you remember, but maybe like five years ago, like Led Zeppelin did two shows in L.A. It was like they hadn't had played live in like right. thirty years, and they were doing two shows. It's yeah. like well, not every or not in L.A. in London. Yeah, it's like not everyone can just go to London. So like having a virtual experience for something like that. That's kind of like a one-off yeah. or like a festival right. or something would be kind of cool. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's got to The technology's got to get there, but. Um, I think it'd be it'd be cool to have those things live side by side it cool.
0: would just be two different experiences well you guys that that i mean in 2020 you're also nominated for a juno mm-hmm. and i mean you guys had already had radio hits before that but considered that year i guess the break breakthrough year yeah definitely no. was it frustrating it being a breakout year during a year that you couldn't oh, tour yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> yeah how did you guys kind of fill that gap
2: Honestly man, I, I got a job and like really? kinda went to like yeah. normal life again. You really? Know? Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, like I worked nine to five yeah. and it was just kinda like we, we did what we could on, you know, social media and like we put out hidden gems in twenty twenty one and there just wasn't too much we could do. We could hit we had to hit pause. Right. The nice thing is I feel like we picked up where we left off. Okay. The only thing is we lost two years in the process. But right. it was yeah. like it wasn't like we took a step back or like you know right. We just kinda of picked up where we left, which is all we could ask
0: for. Yeah. Exactly. I mean exactly. the the great am not the great thing, but the at least relatable thing with everybody is literally every single person on the planet was in the exact same spot. Yes. It's not yes. like we yes. did this, we did this and now we're stuck for two years. It felt like the yeah. like the power
2: rankings of yeah. bands more or less stayed the same. There were some right. that like got a jump, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part it was like coming out of it, everyone kind of was generally in the same
0: spot yeah it's so interesting because i don't i don't love to talk about the pandemic on this because we all don't want to talk about it anymore but it's so interesting that some people actually found it motivating because they had more time to create and stuff and then some people found the exact opposite where it's like i'm just stuck in one place where there's nothing to motivate me so it's so interesting to see both sides yeah and i
2: mean there's phases like there were times where we were like awesome we have time and then there was obviously mm -hmm. times where we were like it sucks that we don't have any time. Yeah. But then you write mm-hmm. a song about
0: that and it's like, Oh, i solved. Yeah. Well, um, I think my, you know, I mentioned that, um, my favorite song in this album, but I think my overall favorite Bluestone song is the song One by One. Sweet, okay. Which I actually didn't even, I don't even think, I realized later, I don't even think that was a single. I think I first no, heard it on a playlist. No, I don't think so. Maybe, and, maybe it went to alt radio in Yeah, Canada, yeah. We kind I of think. snuck it out a little maybe. bit. It had no. like a lyric video and stuff. So, I yeah. think I first heard it on a Canadian playlist okay, or something okay. like that. Got and, it. Um, but that song really stuck with me. I even, it, it, it may, I every year as I have a blog and I put out my top 50 songs of the year that was made the top 50 oh, uh, 20, yeah yeah nice love it um, and I uh, love that song so I hope okay. I hope to hear it tonight it, but it'll go. <laughs> it'll go tonight. yeah we'll, it'll we'll do it tonight um, but it feels really really bluesy and so I just uh you know I didn't have a specific question but just uh do you guys remember what it was inspiring you to
1: create that song or yeah it was it was kind of a song that you know it was that one's definitely you know it, it pushes lyrically like that's i think mm-hmm. it leads the way on that song and it's kind of this whole feeling of being addicted to something in this case it's a person okay you yeah. know, rather than a substance or whatever the classic addiction would be but um yeah and i think i think that's what sort of makes the emotion of the song is mm-hmm. the fact that like you're you're trying you're struggling to sort of get away from this thing but it just keeps drawing you back in right um, and i think a lot of people draw parallels to that sentiment right mm-hmm. because like you know whether it is a person for you or it is a unfortunately a substance for you or something like everybody struggles with that so um and then yeah for vocals wise like it was at the time really challenging I was because see,
0: vocally that song has a has a fantastic performance like mm, and yeah, yeah i appreciate
1: that thank you and i i definitely give credit to Paul there mm-hmm. um Paul meaning the producer on Gems, because he really did a great job of sort of breaking me out of the shell, both lyrically and vocally. Mm. And he would push me, you know. And I think one by one is like an example of a product of that. Right. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely it is it is a great song. I do I do really love that song and, and we love playing it live. It's a little different live. Yeah, the crowd. The yeah. crowds always respond to it. They very do. Well. Mm-hmm. They do, it's and they really sing cool. it, which I I mean, it gets yeah. me every time. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's well, cool. I'll
0: be singing it there All tonight. There, right. <laughs> love it. Um, so I actually didn't realize until I was putting this together to, um, in the last few days that I didn't even realize you guys were Canadian. Oh and really? No, I didn't. Wow. I, for some reason, I had—I don't know—I had it in the back of my head that you were maybe a New York band or something like That's that. That's funny. But wow. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea from Windsor, and I've always heard that Windsor has one of the best music scenes in all of Canada. Yeah, hundred um, Why, weird. out of all places, why do you think Windsor I, is I, this I, hub for music and bands? Yeah, I mean. I think there's the proximity to Detroit is huge
2: and just like that being an incredible music city going all the way back to like Motown and then obviously like lots of garage rock you the Suja's MC5 and uh, White Stripes obviously there's just so much that comes out of Detroit Um, but it's it's an interesting place because like we're it's obviously in Canada so there's a lot Mm -hmm. of Canadian influence and like a lot of people like know the hip and stuff but definitely not as much as other cities in Canada right um, and so we still listen to a lot of Canadian music, but the majority of our media is American. Mm. So it's in a weird, there's a weird blend where we like kind of feel a strong connection to the U.S., but right. obviously the roots are Canadian. So it's mm. got a weird, I think a lot of that lends influence to the kind of music that's put out there. It's a blue collar city, so people, you know, are always working hard. Mm-hmm. and Um, There's a lot of a grind attitude to that city like everyone knows that nothing comes easy, right? So we kind of put in the work is there a lot of competition
0: between bands and no there's a lot of synergy actually Okay, there's a lot lot, like people
2: love to support each other support the scene like we just did our album release party in Windsor We have two great bands on tour with us right now broken love and low home Mm-hmm. But for that show specifically, we wanted to showcase Windsor Town. and right. we wanted to be like, we're trying to bring everyone up,
0: mm-hmm. um, and that's just kind of the sentiment of the scene. Yep. So. I've always thought that here in Canada, like we need a a town like an Austin or like a Nashville yeah. that is just like. I mean, in Aust, I've only been to Austin once, mm-hmm. and I, I like I thought it was f- like at night. You can literally go from one bar to the next, and there's live music in each one. Yeah. You're not a fan of this guy? Okay, I'll go to the bar next door. and yep. the next There's door. a talent, and but but really, like everybody's so talented. Yes. And yep. I've always thought it's like one of my pipe dreams is to start a like a live music cafe yeah. in Toronto, and have that kind of vibe. Just it's just like we just don't Austin have. Music. It's just constant music all yeah. the time in the middle of the day. Yeah. You know, yeah. Joe from down the street. Come on in, sure. but yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Exactly. Like I feel that we're lacking that somewhere here. Do you think there's more of that kind of a vibe in Windsor when you say like there's synergy and kind of people?
2: It's not quite like that. Um, yeah, like Austin is is a very special place. Nashville, yeah. same thing. Um, yeah, I don't know that. That is what Canada is missing, like a music city. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of have like film. Toronto's a film center. Vancouver's right. a big film center, but. Yeah, in terms of, like, the place to move for musicians, that doesn't really exist in Canada. You mm-hmm. kind of have to go to the States if you're going to do that. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: it just, we don't really have a place for it. I wouldn't say there's, like, yeah,
2: music all the time
0: in Windsor, but... Um, maybe Montreal. I don't know if Montreal, yeah. like, they... I mean, even Toronto is, like, a great music yeah, scene. Yeah, Toronto Great music scene, like, absolutely. every night every night of the week you can go out and see somebody yeah, who's yep. noticed a, like... No. Sure. Absolutely. Um, but it's not this, not kind of the same. I mean, those are big performances. It's not yeah. like the yeah. same
1: kind of. I still kind of feel the weather has something to do with it. Probably. Oh, because, yeah. Like, yeah nobody's sure. gonna it's be warm like, warm every day. Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> that that's that's nice true, weather. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in you're in not the really streets. You know, bar yeah. hopping in yeah.
2: like minus 30.
0: Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. just, so, you know, I'm going to go out at 12 o'clock. In the afternoon, get a coffee and listen to someone, yeah, not at no. minus 25. No, if yeah. you're working from home, you're like, no, fair forget about big that. part right there, yeah. solved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. there's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> um, another thing, well, I mean, we are say that, and yet it's like 20 degrees in November, right crazy, now. yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Love yeah. it though, yeah, yeah, not, I'm not complaining, yeah, a little bit scary, but yeah, that's the <laughs> thing, it's scary, like, scary, but, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing I didn't realize about you guys until I saw the first video was that you're a two piece, and oh, yeah. okay. um. I mean, it's interesting because it, it, the music feels very full and and, and there, you know, with, with the White Stripes, fantastic songs, mm-hmm. you could tell as a two-piece. You could tell right. as a guitar and, and right. drums. Yeah. Um, what made you guys decide to keep it the way you kind of started, you know, instead of adding, say, like a permanent bass player or something? Uh, money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> usually,
2: yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, it's, it, 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 that is true. But it was like, I think like what you're saying with the White Stripes, that, that was like they were doing that as like an artistic like right restraint on mm-hmm. purpose mm-hmm. what can we only do with with vocals drums guitar yeah and we were always like let we're not gonna take that approach necessarily we're right. just gonna write the best songs that we can right um we're gonna focus on those elements but like we're not afraid to like add other stuff on the record right. if it needs to be there right right um so yeah, I don't know, and it's just you know, technology's changed to the point where yeah, like, we just don't true. have to do that stuff. I can trigger stuff on a drum pad, you know, we can mm-hmm. we can do the whole nine yards with like computers and shit, so it's it's kind of just
0: changed the way that you can do things and the way that you have yeah, to like do anything. things. Anything I mean right. it blows my mind too, like Royal Blood are two people. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah, same, same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How yeah. to
2: do make you heavy use of like Set, pedals, a lot fuller, yeah. Pedals and equipment and you know production tricks and that's kind of that's kind of all you need. Cool. Yeah, so,
0: um one other thing I noticed that you guys had posted last year was um Some of your music was used in the Euro Cup, like a spot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Well, yeah, it was really cool, like to a highlight. I mean, what's cooler than seeing like sports highlights to your music? Yeah, Yeah. very cool. Um, Was that like? Did you guys have any idea that was happening, or like, which is super cool, like international, internationally? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you guys soccer fans? I mean, I spoiled like some wearing like. I I I can't say enough
1: to to like have a full on conversation. See right. But I mean, we definitely like you know World Cup's coming up. We're gonna be watching that. Which is, absolutely, you know, I'll watch cool. the whole tournament, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, t- I mean, I never thought I'd watch Canada in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's gonna, gonna be so sweet. Man. It is, yeah. really cool. so it sweet. For cool. That. I really just cool. told my fiance that I'm like I won't be taking this shirt off for like the entire month. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So you know, <laughs> just, just stick it on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but cool, man. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for yeah. for doing the podcast, for doing and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys tonight. And yeah, it's gonna be amazing. going to be great, sweet, sweet. Like, dude, thanks. thanks again man yeah thank you guys I really appreciate it dude yeah